0: Good morning, how are you? Good morning. Well, you know, actually, it's, it, it's not a good time. I think like many people in Hong Kong, and I, I think we need to start with this, it's a very, very worrying time over the fate of Liu Xiaobo, hmm. who looks as though he may well be uh, near near to dying. Um, it, it's very hard to talk about this, because, I mean, this man has done, oh, I should say, made enormous sacrifices um, for freedom of speech, for liberty, and for all these things. And he ends his days in a hospital, in prison. He's not been released. He's on so-called medical parole. His wife is there, who's effectively under house arrest. What will happen to her in the future is unknown. And you have to battle your way through this morass of vile doublespeak you know, the Chinese authorities self-righteously saying, foreign countries must not be allowed to interfere. They then invite a a German and an American doctor to the hospital to examine him, and then, without their permission, without the doctor's permission, without the permission of the patient or his family, they then broadcast the video of the doctors looking um, at Liu Xiaobo in bed, and censor it, you know, so they distort what the doctors are saying. And they they shouldn't be doing that at all. Well, they shouldn't be doing it, number one. Mm. If you are doing it, you know, it's a vile thing to to chop up what's actually been said by the doctors. I mean, it's just a lie. And then say, well, you know, mustn't have foreigners interfering in the internal affairs of China. They did it. Mm. But what they mean is you mustn't have foreigners speaking out on behalf of China's only uh, Nobel Laureate, the Peace Prize Laureate. There isn't anybody else who falls into that category. Of course, he was never free to go and collect it, but <clears throat> the, the honour remains uh, to him. And you then come down here to Hong Kong. I mean, the, the thing you can say about Hong Kong is we are in the only place in China where this matter can be freely discussed. That's mm. very important. And we can't lose sight of that. But, you know, last night in the legislature, um, the uh, various members of the pro-democracy camp tried to introduce a petition to speak about Liu Xiaobo, president of the council, without giving any reasons whatsoever. I think because there are none. Just simply said, nope, nope, can't do that, can't do that. And all the mongrels who you expect to put their hands up to do as they're told, put their hands up to do as they're told. (laughs) <laughs> These are midgets of the political system, compared well, with a giant like Liu Xiaobo. They don't even, you know, they, they barely, they barely rank, even you know, in a major, in a minor league in comparison. But you know, they're they're sitting there self-righteously going, oh, rules and procedures. blah,
1: in, in in past if you like, similar, of course there's no similar cases, but in, in, in things like this in the past, has there been that that freedom, if you like, to discuss those things in a similar way in LegCo? Or is this an unusual... Um... No, no, no,
0: there have been petitions in LegCo. Uh, I mean, you know, when the... I mean, I mean, we have to all pretend that the liaison office doesn't now exercise this heavy hand on both the business of government and the business of the legislature, not to mention elections. We have to pretend that isn't happening. And I just saw a pig flying across the studio while we were pretending that. But, but you know, in, in the past, these things have happened. Mm. Uh, I, I, and, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in fact, I, well, I'll say it, I'm not 100% sure, but I seem to remember that there was a petition congratulating... Liu Xiaobo, on on getting the Nobel Peace Prize. I might be wrong about that. That was certainly proposed at the time. So, you know, this... uh, Andrew Leng now just... He he is so frightened by having once shown a bit of backbone in accepting the right of legislators to take their oath again. And, you know, he was sort of sat upon and pummeled and told, you know, you're pro-government, shut the... what's it up? Hmm. That that now he's scared of his own shadow, and you know we'll we'll just do nothing. So that doesn't bode well, does it? Does not bode well at all. Hmm. But I mean, and I'm also, uh, and now I have to apologise to the to the listener because the listener contacted me last week and was very very annoyed with me for saying nice <laughs> things about Carrie Lam and oh and I <clears throat> I did stress I say in my own defence I did stress last week that it was week one. And, you know, in week one, perhaps you can do that sort of thing. But week two has shown... <coughs> Carrie Lam was asked about Yusha Bo mm. And she said, and this is correct, she said, you know, under one country, two systems, I'm responsible for Hong Kong. I'm not responsible for affairs in the mainland. If she'd have stopped there, it wouldn't have been great, but it would but, have been OK. Mm, it would have been... Mm. But she didn't, of course. She then said, I am very sure that the Chinese authorities will deal with this in a legal and compassionate... Gosh, that's a word that uh, uh, needs a bit of examination. A legal and compassionate way. Well, you either aren't getting involved, or you are getting involved.
1: In this case, it would have be been better to it shut up. It would have up. been
0: better to... I mean, if you know, as they that old cliche, if you've got nothing nice to say, say nothing. But, you know, yet again we have seen, as if there's any surprise about this, the enormous pressure there is coming from the central government to make sure that all their underlings in Hong Kong quack with the same quack. And, and you know, obviously she'd been fed this line compassionate and legal, which is the line, incidentally, that comes out of the People's Daily, the, the odious Global Times and all the other propaganda media that the, uh, are run by the central government. But, you know... She could have also said, I mean, you know, this is this is in dreamland. But she could have also said, look, it is not my business to to tell the central authorities what to do in the case of Liu Xiaobo. But I understand in Hong Kong there's a very strong feeling about this, and I can convey that to them. Mm. I mean, yeah, that would that, be quite that, easy to that, do that. that wouldn't it? Well, no. I think well, be quite easy yeah. to say it. Quite easy to say it. I, mm. say mm. it. I don't think that there mm. is a. A, a, a cat's chance in hell of her doing anything like that. It's extremely, extremely disappointing, because she kind of got off to an OK start, but but you know the the, the trench where which is lined by the mortal remains of C.Y. Lung is sitting there ready for her to jump into it, and I'm just you know I mean it's week two,
1: she's already edging away towards the trench the art of politics is interesting isn't it because it is (coughs) it it, it is about how you say something um as much as what you actually say isn't it if you say it in the right way you you can appease a lot of people and and what you don't say yeah
0: you know there's Mm. a lot of what you don't say that that that, that matters here Uh, the, the worst politicians are always those who say too much so i mean Carrie Lam will then say, oh, no, but I'm not a politician. But then she claims to have won an election. So, you know, cake, eat it, you know, decide which of those two you are before you moan about the fact that people are now treating you as a politician. If you claim to have won an election, you're a politician. Mm-hmm. If you if you say, well, you know, it was a rigged election and uh, I was only the, the only candidate backed by the central authorities, so you can't really say I'm a politician, well, that's all right, but I...
1: Did she say that? Don't think so. Not in my hearing. Not in the hearing of anybody in Hong Kong. Well, I think in most people's eyes, she's a politician. But the but the um, the reality is that she's a career civil servant. Really,
0: she's a career civil servant who has been um, handed, you know, the, the, the mandate of heaven in 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 the sense that um, <laughs> that's one in, way of saying it. Again. It's one way of saying it, isn't it? <laughs> in in the sense that you know, she was selected by the central government to become the chief executive. And went through the farcical process of a so-called election in which 777 people voted for her out of a population of 7.1 million. But anyway, you know, let's not get stuck on the figures. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that, that, you know, she is a career civil servant, but she's been given a political task. Mm. And that's the point. She is now, um, and we'll see how this works out. But, you know, the first big test that she's going to face is coming up very, very quickly. And they're already softening the ground for it, which is the the whole question of the co-location of the immigration mm. and customs operation for the new through rail to Guangdong. Now, um, we know what's going to happen because plain as the nose on your face it's going to happen it's going to happen mm. is china will say well it may say in the basic law that we can't uh, station uh, chinese officials here and perform duties according to chinese law but um yeah <laughs> so you know that will happen and and all the all the usual you know all the i mean i kind of set aside the, the hardliners who say, well, you know, if Beijing wants it, it's all right. But it's the weasels who get me, who go, well, you know what? It's going to be efficient. Ooh, you know what? Um, mm. It's inevitable. Ooh, you know what? And these are the people who, who you know, get the stomach churning because they claim to be objective. They claim to have looked at this from both sides. But every step towards the grave takes you closer there. So in, in and of itself... Does it matter that Chinese immigration officials and customs officials are operating in the SAR, even though the basic law explicitly says they shouldn't? It's a problem. It's not the biggest problem, but it's another nail in the coffin. Hmm. And, you know, you look at the process, not just the individual act. And every time, you know, every part of every nail that is ignored is banging the coffin down.
1: So, well, it is, it is a, this balance between, a, um, if you like, a short-term, easy life versus a, a long-term, possibly tough life, isn't it? And, uh, you know, maybe we, if with, for efficiency, it's, it sounds great to do it quick and everything and get on with it. But as you say, it's... Well, this, uh, is, this, it, is,
0: this is the way. I mean, this is what people do not fundamentally understand about yeah. the political process, is that when you are dealing with authoritarian governments, they claim... To, to, to have a long term vision. They never do. They never do. They only have firefighting skills. So, you know, the next problem, the next problem, it's the opposition who has to have a long term vision. You now, people say, oh, well, you know, we had an Occupy movement in Hong Kong. That didn't bring democracy on, you know, in 2015, the year after. No, of course not. Because changing a system hmm. does require long term vision. Patching it up day by day is what they do. And patch up they do.
1: And nothing happens quickly anyway. And if, uh, if folks want there to be democracy, then it's going to be a continued fight, isn't slog. it? It's, it's a slog. You can't just have one thing yeah. and then expect it well, to happen. Well, you
0: know, or, 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 you know, if you're on the other side of, of, of the border and you're Liu Xiaobo, you pay for this with your life. I mean, remember, they, they keep saying, oh, you mustn't politicise what happened to Liu Xiaobo? What? Mustn't politicise it? Why is he in jail in the first place? He's in jail for expressing an opinion. That's full stop. But this is called subversion under under Chinese law. So it is in fact legal under Chinese law because anything that the government says is legal, legal. under Chinese mm. law. But mm. the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, if you think it's hard here, boy, the sacrifices that people like Liu Xiaobo are making uh, put this in perspective... And incidentally, I mean, just in case anybody has overlooked this salient fact, here's a man dying of terminal cancer, and they only spotted it two weeks ago? Give me a break. Steve Vines is here, as he always is, on a Thursday morning. And we've been back with... ...dominated by the government, as they do here. So, you know, they, they are told, you will take Holden Chow. He may have obnoxious views which completely mitigate against... The objectives of the commission but we've told you you've got to have him but you know if i were them i would now start to say we don't accept nominees of people who essentially object to the objectives of our mission i don't I, why is that unreasonable i i'm i mean i know they're not going to grow any backbone because they don't but it would be nice to think that maybe they would why did they have this seminar anyway? <coughs> I mean, it's, I, I, I it's, have no idea. It, uh, that that that's an interesting question to which I cannot supply an answer. But they're at it all the time. Right. I mean, it's it's amazing how much time they spend on this and and how obsessed they are. I mean, I I in 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 across the road in another life, I do this program mm. called the Pulse for mm. Um and we had a discussion on this with with one of their members. Who should remain nameless. And, I mean, she was just unbelievable. I, I, and after the programme, I said to her, why are you concerned about... I mean, why are you so concerned about this? Mm. And, and she just said, well, it's a very, very, very important thing. I'm worried about my children.
1: And I'm thinking, mm. oh,
0: really? OK.
1: So do you think that this kind of, if you like, for want of a better word, policy comes... Comes from within the DAB, from within those local people, or is this something that is really being reflected? Of, I, I mean, obviously the, the the mainland has has its rules on this kind of stuff, but but are the two joined here, or I, I is think, it coming I, up?
0: No, I think this this is um, the pernicious influence, if I may say so, and I hope the listener doesn't object, but it is the pernicious the the the, the influence of the Christian Church here, because. The Christian church in Hong Kong, and I'm referring to all denominations of it, are particularly backward on this particular question. And they happen to be, because they run some of the best schools in Hong Kong, and they are so over-representative. That's Christians. In the bureaucracy, you know, a lot of practicing Christians at the highest levels of bureaucracy, including Carrie Lam, who claims that she was called by God to become the chief executive. I didn't know God had time for really? that but apparently he did mm. um, you know they have a very disproportionate evidence uh, sorry influence in Hong Kong because of course the majority
1: mm. of people in Hong Kong are not Christian well it's, I suppose that's one thing isn't it But and, and it, perhaps they, they have the influence but it's certainly not reflective of the Christian church in many other parts no, of the world is it no, I mean, I that's... mean it,
0: it, the, the Christian church is, as, as everybody knows is deeply divided over this mm. but um, there are pockets of deep um, social conservatism in in the Christian church, uh, which, you know, for example, uh, have, have been diminished, particularly in Europe. But here, you know, in Africa, in the Middle East, where there's survivors of, of the
1: Christian church... Deeply, deeply socially conservative is—is is, is this one of these? Is this, is this sort of simp- symptomatic of something which comes up from time to time? And that uh, view that Hong Kong is sort of locked in this sort of time capsule. Well, it does of, seem to be, you know, forty years ago or whatever the date yeah, is. I mean, Hong Kong, know Hong Kong, just hasn't which sells updated. itself
0: as Asia's world city. I, okay. Mm. Don't laugh. But that's the slogan. You know, I mean, Hong Kong is a place where if, if you're in a same-sex relationship and you're offered a job here, you can't bring your partner. You know, I mean, even even in America, and goodness knows, there are some strange things going on in Washington now. That kind of nonsense has is- sort of been thrown out the window long ago in most other places people you know it's not even on the, on the floor for discussion although there
1: are pockets uh, places in america that uh, it would be different <coughs> it would be difficult to even yeah, so but to under turn federal up without... law you can't stop exactly. people bringing mm. in
0: the, 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 the same-sex mm. part i mean you know it's just so ludicrous that that but you know and and that's why you you you're, you're now getting big companies here who who you know, who are just used to operating in an entirely
1: different environment. Because that was asking un- the question. That you was know, quite what un- sort
0: of place is this?
1: It was quite unprecedented. Was it, I think it was. 20, was it about twenty banks got together, didn't yes, they? Yes. In a sort of consortium about yes, and this, and
0: said, you know, time to look at that law again. Well, they they actually tried to. Well, well, to be specific, they tried to present a petition to the court in support of this woman who wanted to bring her same-sex married partner. To Hong Kong, and um, the immigration department has said, "Well, we don't recognise this marriage. Therefore, uh, that person, you know, cannot be allowed to to live here." Uh, apparently, she comes in and out on visas. I don't know the details of it, but but you know, but the fact of the matter is, the international companies now are going. God, what, what was the, what was the outcome
1: of that? Do we are, the, are we still well, waiting? No, or no, we- their
0: their um, appeal was was. Um, Rejected. So I think it's going to the High Court now. I think that's where we are with that particular one. But I think in terms of law, they are on very weak grounds. I mean, so the law has to be changed, you know. I don't don't think the judges are, are being particularly harsh in implementing the law as it stands. The law as it
1: stands is obnoxious. It's not the judge's fault. They don't make the law. They just interpret it. It sort of brings us full circle back to Carrie Lam, doesn't it? Because, you know, one would say that there are certain things that it's difficult for her to get done in the next short while, um, in the next couple of years, but there are some things which possibly could be done. They could be done. And and they would get, I mean... And offer a sort of sense that she's... I
0: I sense in her case that she's personally, because of her uh, Christian beliefs, she's personally opposed to to legalising same-sex marriage, but she doesn't say that. But you know the 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 main opposition which has made sure that this never gets anywhere near the statute box books, has come from within the civil service, which is a body that really really have you know uh, antediluvian views on practically all social issues and until proven otherwise, we have to state that as a fact
1: interesting it interesting. is isn't it? interesting interesting. Well, Steve, any other topics we're well, going to talk about? Well, there is another thing mm.
0: in which uh, the bureaucrats have excelled themselves. Now, did you know? In fact, does anybody know in Hong Kong that there's a consultation exercise? I know there's about a million of them going on, but there's a consultation exercise on. Um, they don't call it junk calls; they call it person to person. Anyway, there's some bureaucratic. Junk call. We're, we're talking we'll call. about. Should we? Should we speak in plain English? We will. We're talking about junk calls. Yeah. And um, And there's a lot of them. (coughs) There's a lot of them. The consultation exercise, incidentally, ends at the end of this month. So if you want to put your worth in... So there's a... Sorry, we sort of missed that almost. There's a consultation Uh, exercise. Have you seen it Uh, publicised? No. Have you seen Let's Hold Hands for Junk Calls? um, um, I I don't think we've been running
1: running any messages about that. I don't believe
0: so. Haven't heard it. Uh, The only reason I know about it is because um, Charles Mock and um, somebody called Raymond Wu have got a, a campaign to try and persuade people to... Um, it's an anti-junk call um, campaign <coughs> to, you know, to present their views on this. The very interesting thing is that... Talk, talk about Hong Kong being, you know, cutting-edge, Asia world city. Did you know there is legislation to... to uh, and it dates back, I think, to 2007. It's cutting-edge stuff to stop bothersome uh, telemarketing, and it concerns faxes and SMSs. (laughs) So if your fax machine listener is no longer clogged up with unwanted telemarketing, it's because there's a law.
1: So they're, they're as cutting edge as you could possibly be. There was, a, there was a time, wasn't there? And it was probably, let me think, it was probably about uh, 1998 or 2000 when the faxes were a problem and it took till 2007 and then to, 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 fix to get there. And
0: by then, faxes were practically used by no one, except for me, of course. <laughs> <coughs> so, in in two years ago, they commissioned experts. Hello, expert. Are you with us still? Hmm. Experts um, were commissioned to look into this because who knew that it was a problem? Gosh, I mean... And the experts decided, uh, because, you know, all these expert inquiries are always designed to make sure you don't have to do anything. So they only looked at what they called so-called warm calls. So that means, for example, if you bought a radio, radio, I'm so old-fashioned, you bought a computer, apparently they're the (laughs) latest thing, um, or you'd subscribe to some telecom service, you were considered somebody potentially interested. Hmm. Therefore, it's all right to call you. So somebody had given your number, no doubt the people who sold it, mm. or they'd sold You can actually sell these numbers to people to, to, to who collect them and, and bang them on. Anyway, so only those people were counted, and they discovered that, oh, oh this is hardly a problem. There's only about you know 200-odd thousand uh, 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 of these calls a day. On the other hand, Charles Mock and his colleagues have looked into this, and they found it's more like a third of the population of Hong Kong. Are bothered. That includes me, incidentally, and me by by junk calls. Mm. So that means millions, millions per day. Yeah, I mean, I get probably two or three a day. Yeah, uh, you're the lucky one. So <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, they are a mm. right pain in the very rear end. Mm. So, um so they've they put out and and. Again, I have to tell the listener how sad my life is because I've read it. A 35 page consultation document on this, which points out, and their master argument for doing F all Mm. in all this time is oh, well, you know, seven, seven, uh, what is it? 70,000 people or something. It is actually, I thought 7,000, I don't know. Mm. Actually, it's 7,000 people are employed, you know, making these nuisance schools. And, you know, if it wasn't for that, you have well, to think they, What about would they that. do? What would they do? <laughs> well, there, there is... I mean, you know, you're scraping the barrel for really reasons not to do anything. <laughs> but, but, you know, you're talking about a society that has full employment, well, where it- most employers can't fill jobs. It's a pathetic, pathetic little argument. And then they go on in this document about, oh, you know, well, mm. there are ways around the rules. Gosh, did you know there's ways around every single law Emma. that you've ever thought mm. of? There's ways around theft laws, but does that mean we don't legislate against theft? I would say not.
1: So how do we? How does someone take part in this consultation? Is it? At, uh... Well, you go. You go to the very fine
0: government website, <laughs> and you look. I can't remember which of the bureau um, is doing this. It must be uh, OFCA or someone like that. It, it, is no, it's actually um, it's actually a direct government department. Uh. Um, but anyway, if just 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 type into your search engine. Um, yes. Telemarketing calls, I think is what they call it. Hmm. But, but, the, but of course, there is a... You know, they go, so, you know, it's really complicated to legislate. No, it isn't. What you do is you may not be able to identify who's making the calls. It's quite true. They may come from India. They may come from wherever. But the fact of the matter is you sure as hell can identify the products hmm. because that's what they're selling. So when, you know, I get a call from, as I have many times, from the Bank of East Asia or from one of the the, the telecom companies. I don't know who's made the call, but I sure as hell know what the product is. And do you think this is why they're not legislating? Because that would mean actually taking effective action. It would mean putting some of Hong Kong's biggest companies in the dock and saying, I don't care who you've commissioned to make these calls, but they're flogging your products and you shouldn't be doing it.
1: Well, um, it seems like it's the Commerce and Economic Development oh, Bureau is. that so um, is, yes. uh, are doing this. And it started on May the 11th. Yeah. And uh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's
0: till the end of this month, I um, believe, is the consultation. They've only received about 100 responses well, so no far.
1: Su- no surprise if. Because um, nobody knows about it. Members of the public may send in their views direct by email to p2pcalls at cedb.gov.hk. By fax. Yes, by fax. You can send it to 28276646. That's Steve, su- that's for you. you can you
0: send in an SMS? yes i'm just wondering
1: you can send by post yes post that's good no sms no oh that's a blow that's a blow <laughs> no it's that? a body blow <laughs> anyway contribute if you want to um interesting to uh to hear about that as ever steve thanks very much for uh, your views on all of these things much appreciated see you next week thursday excellent Have